previously on Growing Up Gilmore. They're discussing the importance of the pudding because that means that Emily actually listened to them and made something that they both enjoy. And she's like going on and on and on. And finally Luke stops her and says, will you marry me? And she takes a beat and she's like, what did you say? I have to tell you, I'm madly in love with you and every night I dream about you and I'm screaming out your name, Rory, Rory. And then Richard comes up and he's like, Rory. (laughs) Such good timing. Hi everyone, this is Amy. And this is Elise. And we are Growing Up Gilmore. This week we are recapping episode 7 from season 1 called Kiss and Tell. And if you have joined us before, you know the usual drill. Elise is going to let us know a little bit about the director and writer for this episode. So the director is Rodman Flinder. This is his only episode that he's directed of Gilmore Girls. Okay. Um, he is known for directing Leprechaun 2. Okay. I like Leprechaun 1. I've never heard of that. What? It's a horror movie. Why would I have heard of that? Do you know who got her start on Leprechaun? Who? Jennifer Aniston. Oh, I didn't know that. Before the, like, the nose job. <laughs> and I loved her in it. Um, it's very campy. Uh, okay. Leprechaun, but it, I like it. Got um, it. He also did Tales uh, from the Crypt, episodes okay. of that. Party of Five, Dawson's Creek, The O.C., okay. Ugly Betty, The Office, hmm. Scream, the TV series. Okay. And his most recent work is on Becoming a God in Central Florida, which was a Showtime show that got canceled. I really liked it, and it starred Kirsten Dunst. Oh, and you okay. know how much I love her. I, yes, yes. Um, he also directed a documentary on Conan O'Brien. Okay. Called Conan O'Brien Can't Stop. I think I've heard of that. Okay. I haven't seen that, but I love Conan. And I, I do too. That. Yeah. Here is a really fun fact about Rodman Flinder. His father is Harold Flinder, and he was also like a screenwriter in like the 1950s starting in the 1950s. And he is the grandfather of Timothy Chalamet. What? Yeah. So that makes Rodman Flinder Timothy's uncle. Uncle. Because his sister, Nicole, gave birth to Timothy. Oh my gosh. What a weird factoid. I know. I love him. I do too. He's great. So good in Little Women. Okay, so the writer is Jinji Cohen. Okay. I'm so excited about this. And I saw, actually, I noticed that she produced other episodes of Growing Up Gilmore. Or, not Growing Up Gilmore. I wish. She just <laughs> producing our first episodes. No, um, I noticed that she was producing other episodes of Gilmore Girls. And I didn't okay. mention it. I was like, what? Because I, I just noticed it the other day. Um, do you know Jinji? No. You will. Okay. This is the writer, correct? Yes. Okay. Okay. Genji worked on episodes of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Okay. She wrote episodes of Friends. Wow. I think one episode of Friends. Mad About You, Sex in the City, Tracy Takes on You, Will and Grace. Okay. Weeds. I didn't watch Weeds. Okay. <laughs> 
I did, and I really love, because I love Mary Louise Parker, and I actually think that Mary Louise Parker, if I could cast anyone else to play Lorelai, I would, I think that she could handle it. Okay. Besides Lauren Graham. My brother I, loved Weeds. Okay. But I just never got into it. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I didn't love Weeds, but I enjoyed it, and I loved Mary Louise Parker. Sure. And I think that Nancy Botwin's character should be Lorelai's sister. <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> okay. 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 Anyways. And Orange is the New Black. Wow. That's how you, how you would know her. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Did she write a lot of episodes of Orange is the New Black? She's like the creator. I'm, I, oh. Yeah. I like wow. Weeds too. Okay. Okay. Don't quote me on that. I think that's based off a book, but like... It is based off but of like a book, she, but she wrote like the script for she's the kind show. Of, yeah, she kind of like is the mother board of Orange's New Black and Weeds. Interesting. Basically. I wonder if we'll see parallels of that style in this. Yeah. Huh. She must be like kind of friends with Amy. Oh, yeah. Since she produced a lot of stuff, they seem, and they seem like they would be people who are like friends. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that's all I got for the writing and directing. Wow. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, let's see where this episode takes us this week. We open right in the heart of Stars Hollow. There's a lot of commotion going on, getting ready for Thanksgiving as there are little pilgrims and corn and there's supposed to be leaves and there are little girls dressed up as Native Americans and we just said that would not happen today. Um, But we have to remember that this is of its time and things were different then, like we said in the, when we were talking about the Nazi joke in the other episode. But this episode starts with Lorelai complaining that she has run out of underwear And she really needs to do laundry and finds out that Rory did a load of laundry without her. And they're bickering back and forth. And we find out that Lorelai is not wearing underwear today. She says it's very breezy and freeing. Great joke, but the callback (laughs) is better. So they enter Luke's diner and we meet the infamous Taylor Dozy, who we have not met yet. This is his first appearance I couldn't believe it. Like Seven episodes in. Yeah, and he's talked about constantly. We're at his market almost every episode. Mm-hmm. But we do see him a lot in this episode. And he's arguing with Luke about not decorating for the fall festival and the, how he needs to have leaves. He needs to be one of them. The whole time he and Luke are arguing, Lorelai and Rory are trying to get Luke's attention so they could get coffee and muffins. And there's this constant, like, they bicker, 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 and Lorelai's like, hello, bicker, 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 yoo-hoo, and, like, waving her money in the air. Or they're bickering back and forth, and then Rory says, hello, my mom's not wearing any underwear. <laughs> and Lorelai's like, what? She's like, well, you're not. <laughs> yeah. And they, she ends up then going around the counter and pouring the coffee And Luke hands her tongs for the muffin, says, don't use your hands. And she gets the muffins, leaves the cash, and he goes, no tip. And she goes, here's a tip. Why don't you serve your customers? And he goes, here's a tip. Don't sit on any cold benches. (laughs) And it's just like this great back and forth. Like Lorelai and Luke have an unmatched wit between the two of them. They're like a married couple. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it hits harder now after Emily points out that 
he likes her. Mm-hmm. So we notice it even more now than we may have, like on our first watch of this. I love it because mm-hmm. doesn't Luke doesn't even get mad at her for going behind the counter uh-huh. like he does with Suki. That's his territory. He's mm-hmm. very territorial. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't bat an eye at Rory saying that she's not wearing any underwear. So you almost think he doesn't catch it until he makes the comment about sitting on cold benches. Mm-hmm. So it's just funny that he can be involved in one conversation and the, the other. Yes, exactly. Because <laughs> this we get to see the this is now Dosi and Luke. This is their dynamic fighting. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Speaking of blueberry muffins and cold benches with no <laughs> underwear, we made the blueberry muffin recipe from the Christy Carlson cookbook, Eat Like a Gilmore. And I don't think I've ever made muffins from scratch. I think I yeah. always use like a pre-mixed, like store-bought, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was a little hesitant because this recipe called for sour cream and olive oil. And I was like, what is happening? <laughs> and when we were making it, the batter was so thick uh-huh. that I was really concerned that they weren't going to be good. But man, let me tell you, mm-hmm. those were amazing. They were so good. And like I'm a not a muffin butter. girl. Yeah. Nope. And like my husband does not like store-bought blueberry muffins but Mm -hmm. he was like these are so good the blueberries are so good and i was like yeah they're real yeah they're blueberries they're the the real thing they're not Mm -hmm. like and we didn't do we did fresh uh, flat fresh blueberries not frozen right yeah we really like did this one to a t and it was so easy it only took like 30 minutes and honestly half of that is us filming and taking pictures while we go. Mm-hmm. But I think you really could get this recipe down to like 25 minutes. Oh, sure. Because they baked for 20 minutes, but it does. It was not a complicated recipe. Mm-hmm. And it was so good. And like, you know how some muffins, when you, because we put ours in parchment paper, you don't have to. But mm-hmm. uh, True. We should plug that because I bought um, muffin wrappers yeah, that were made out of parchment paper and I will now not buy anything else. They were so easy. None of the muffin residue was like left yeah. on the wrapper. Like we got our money's worth of the muffin. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. like a lot of times with muffins, you'll have all of it on the side. Yeah. Or and muffins crumble everywhere. I think that's why I had like, I had such beef with muffins before. <laughs> I was like, I am so, I do not like crumbs all over me. No. So these were not crumbly. No, they were very good. So out of five stars hollows, I would give these five. I give them a five stars hollow too. So good. I strongly recommend you make these And I'm not just saying that because like Christy like liked our photo either. Right. I'm not that type of person. No, it was... Genuinely a great recipe. It was really, really good. I'm excited to make the other muffins because I think there's yeah. like four or five muffin Ooh. recipes in there. So, um, yeah. Lay off me, I'm starving. Yeah. <laughs> so the next episode will be fun because we have... Um, Can you tell them that where that's from? Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> so we were watching... Um, it's an old SNL skit. 
with Chris Farley. Yeah. And he's eating these French fries. And he's like, God, these are so good. <laughs> and Adam Sandler and David Spade are like, aren't you supposed to be watching what you eat? And Chris Farley grabs David Spade by the neck and he's like, lay off me, I'm starving. <laughs> and then the conversation great. just goes back to where it was. Wait, so. we, well, we, while the muffins were baking, we watched that clip. Yes, because so. I think I said, lay off me, I'm starving, yeah. while we were waiting for the muffins. Yeah. After the opening, we find ourselves getting off the bus with Rory, and she crosses the street and goes into the market, where Dozy is Taylor Dozy is coaching Dean on how to make a Mayflower out of cranberry cans. Very Taylor Dozy. And Dean notices Rory, walks over to her and, and says, do you want a free pop? And there's this little exchange with pop. We don't call it pop here. We call it free soda. Ha ha. Don't forget. He's not from around here. Whatever. We go back. He says, I'm going to put two behind my back and you have to guess what they are. Like playing this little game with her. And you can tell... Something is going to happen because he keeps looking at her mouth. You can just see it in his eyes. And I don't know if that's like an actor mistake. Like, I don't want to miss it or what. But all of a sudden, he goes in for a kiss and stays there, comes back for air, and she says thank you and runs away. Yeah. And what did you say? You were sitting here like. He was looking at her like, didn't it change your life? Yeah. Afterwards, he was like, you like that? It's like, no, you fucking kiss me in a fucking supermarket. And I, I just I, swore. And yeah. I never swear. <laughs> I do in real life. Just not on here. It's okay. I mark them all as explicit okay. just in case we drop a swear word and we just want Dean to protect ourselves. Dean brought it out in me. Yeah. No. But it's too much. He's like way too into himself to be like, yeah, I know this just changed your life. I think it's weird that he hasn't asked her on a date and he's already kissing her. I know. I know. It's and giving forward. her birthday presents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's weird. Very like weird. <laughs> so weird. I know. So Rory bolts it after saying thank you and runs to Kim's Antiques where she comes in looking for Lane and she says, I got kissed and I shoplifted because she grabbed a box of cornstarch and ran out with it. Mm -hmm. And you were saying earlier today that Rory is so funny in this episode. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I love her delivery of a... Hey, my mom's not wearing any underwear. Mm -hmm. And then when she is like running out, running into Kim's house, because she, she just books it, you brought up how much you loved that shot of her running out of Dosi's all the way to Lane's house. And it's like a long shot. Mm -hmm. So then she gets in there. It's, you know, she breaks through the gate and you feel like you feel it with her. Mm -hmm. that such like a you're story. running with her, behind her yeah. with her. Yeah. You're excited with her. You're like, oh my God. So she has to go tell Lane, but mm -hmm. she's out of breath and she's like, he kissed me and he shoplifted. Yeah. 
<laughs> and I was like, this is so cool. I was like, I really, we get, like, get to see how she is so funny. Actually. Absolutely. She's really funny. Yeah. We don't get a lot of moments where Rory just gets to be the funny one. Yeah. It's usually Lorelai. Yeah. So, so this, it is kind of fun. But like, I think that's because she's like such a new actor too. Mm-hmm. So it's fun. That is so much fun too. I'm glad that we got to discover that about Alexis that she really didn't do much acting before right. this. So it's really right. fun to watch her evolve as an actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause we're only seven episodes in mm-hmm. and I forget that she was still very new to this process. Even seven episodes yeah. in, I mean, she wasn't like a theater girl. Doing, no, she wasn't. She mm-hmm. just happened to watch people do acting. And right. was like, I, I want to do that. Right. So, but back to, Lane. <laughs> um, so they're they're talking and she's like, You got the new boy? You're so lucky or whatever. And she's like, Yeah, he kissed me. And then Miss Kim pops out of nowhere and is like, Who kissed you? And Lane goes, The Lord, Mama. And she's like, Oh, okay. And she gives the Rory an up and down look. Because mm-hmm. she knows. Mm-hmm. And they're talking. She says, I need to get myself some ugly friends. Lane says that. Ugly and dumb. Yeah, ugly and dumb friends. You don't think ugly and dumb people get kissed every day, Lane? Mm-hmm. By hot men? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and Brory says, I have to go. I have to tell my mom. And she's about to run out the door. And then she stops, like right in her tracks, freezes and says... I can't. I can't tell my mom because the last time we talked about a boy, it didn't go over well. And Lane says, well, yeah, you were going to drop out of school for a guy. And she's like, yeah, Dean. And they have like this weird moment. And this is another time again where Rory has to disguise what's really going on because she doesn't want to influence anybody else around her. Mm -hmm. I wonder how much this happened before the series. Actually, we we get to see in the series, unless this is like a new thing between their relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, Or if this has always been kind of a constant thing for Rory. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know it's hard to say because we don't, have any information yeah. like prior to all of this happening. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is obvious that this is like her first big crush relationship, whatever. Yeah. So that is going to introduce a different dynamic. But like, it's not even, I was going to say, maybe it's just the men stuff, but it, she's done this with other things than right. her grade. Mm-hmm. Uh, the disappointment with um, uh, Emily starting her party for her, or yeah. giving her the party. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just, it's interesting to me. I wonder if they, if it's just because that Rory is becoming more her own person and that's why. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I think that's definitely a huge part of it. And there is going to come a time where Rory is going to want boundaries and set those boundaries just like Lorelai did. And I don't think Lorelai is ready for that. No. But... It's coming, whether she's ready or not. Yeah, get ready, Lorelai. We cut to the Gilmore residence where Lorelai is laying headfirst in the refrigerator on the phone with all of their groceries sprawled out on the floor. 
And I'm amazed at how many groceries they have for two women that never eat at home. Mm-hmm. And like four cans of Ready Whip. Like <laughs> <laughs> you. Yeah, exactly. Why do I have so many cans of Ready Whip? But, random things in that fridge, random. Yeah. A Kabbalah sausage. Right. And who's going to make that? And she doesn't have to store spaghetti sauce in the fridge either. Right. If it's not opened. Yeah. I'm sure they were just like, let's put a bunch of stuff on the like floor. A lot of canned goods. I'm like, that doesn't have to. It's not, it's not open. It's right. going to be in there. So she's on the phone, clearly getting very frustrated. And Rory walks in very excited to tell her about the kiss. And as the phone call goes on, she becomes more and more agitated to the point where when she gets off the phone, she says, this sucks. I hate this fridge. I hate my life, whatever. And storms off and leaves Rory sitting there like, okay, I guess I won't share my news then. She wanted to tell her. Mm-hmm. And it gets to, it gets me because here you are encouraging Rory to constantly tell you things, but anytime Rory has an opportunity to, to tell you, you make it about yourself. Mm-hmm. And I don't think she, she obviously is not doing that intentionally. Yeah, in this moment, she's just frazzled because that damn refrigerator. Right. And I understand that. Like, but she wasn't like, how was your day or anything? It was just. Nope. She just stormed off. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of where the scene ends and it builds again another moment where Rory is hiding something and not even intentionally. I think she just does it because that's what she does. Mm-hmm. And she is very excited because she kept that box of cornstarch and she I know she put it proudly on her vanity already. Yeah, and like yeah. smiled at it. Mm-hmm. And I think Rory generally um, as a type of person would be like the kind of person who shop if she shoplifted would feel really guilty about that. Oh yeah, she would it. like bring it back, but she's like, I'm gonna hold on to this because this, this is an important moment in my is, life. Yeah, significant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We leave that moment with Rory kind of internalizing her news and Lorelai just like stomping off Krabby. We are at Kim's antiques and Lorelai's walking around trying to find Mrs. Kim and she pops up out of nowhere. Lorelai's there to pick up a chair that she purchased six weeks ago and they kind of have like this back and forth moment and I really enjoy how quick-witted Mrs. Kim is too Mm -hmm. because I don't think she gets a lot of credit for that but she's a very fun character to play. And there's this moment where she says, you need to be less busy so you can pick up your chair and stop your daughter from kissing all these boys. And Lorelai's like, what are you talking about? What does she say? Like, is the cap loose on the paint thinner or whatever? Because you're sounding a little loopy here. Mm -hmm. And she says, she's kissing boys in the market. And she's like, in the market? Yes, the market where we buy our food. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh. Where we buy our food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Lorelai puts the dots together. She's kissing a boy in the market. The market? And immediately says, I have to go. I have to go. Leaves her chair. And I'm like, what are you going to do, Lorelai? 
Like, really, what can you do in that situation? Mm-hmm. She's just like, she didn't tell me. Yeah. I think she's embarrassed. Yeah. Because Rory usually does tell her things. Mm-hmm. But we've had a pattern now of Rory not telling you things. So maybe you shouldn't assume that you're just going to be in on it every single time at this point. Uh, yeah. Yeah. She has to start putting herself into her shoes. Mm-hmm. And well, think. she clearly did not tell her mom and dad that yeah. she was having relations with Christopher. <laughs> so, I mean, what, like... She doesn't want... She wants their relationship to be different than her and her mother's. Right. So I think maybe some of this is stemming from, I don't want this to turn into, like, me and my mom. Mm-hmm. Which is very extreme. Mm-hmm. I agree. We are now with Lane and Rory, dressed as pilgrims, collecting food for the food shelf, and Lane is asking Rory to regale her with the tale of the kiss again. She tells Rory that she's been taking notes on Dean and finds out that, you know, who his interests are and that he had a girlfriend in Chicago named Beth. And that seems to really be a hang-up for Rory there. Why do you think that that's, like, a hard thing for her? I would guess if I had put myself in her shoes, it would make me nervous because that means he has experience. Yeah, I agree. It's like, oh, this isn't your first rodeo. Mm-hmm. So, and, oh, there's another girl. Do I have to compare myself to this girl? Mm-hmm. Even though Lane said... They broke up and it was amicable because he didn't think he was in love with her. And now the girl's dating his cousin. So clearly. Clearly a buff move. Yeah. (laughs) But they have this moment and they're chatting back and forth and it's cute. It's fun to see Rory be excited with Lane. And I think it's great that we have a character like Lane So Rory can celebrate those moments when she's not talking with her mother. Mm -hmm. And after this scene, there's this really great transition that my husband caught first. Mm. And then I had to rewind and show Elise this transition. Yeah. So a man walks in front of the camera with a plaid suit coat. And then it continues as a man wearing like a flannel shirt in a similar pattern walking in front of the camera, and now we are at Luke's diner. We have this transition into Luke's diner, and Miss Patty's trying to convince Luke to put up holiday decorations, and then we see Lorelai sitting at a table, and we see her through, like, the blinds of the window, and as we're sitting there, Elise is like, because she's staring out at Rory and Lane talking. Yeah, and she knows what happened, So she's like, how am I going to get her to tell me about this? And she's clearly upset. She's not moving. She's just staring and blinking. Mm -hmm. And Luke comes to pour her coffee. And he's like, oh, are you mad at me too? I can't take this. And she's like, I'm not mad at you. And he, you know, walks away or whatever. He's like, I'm not hanging anything up. You know, she's like, it's not about decorations, Luke. Yeah. And he says, fine, whatever. And she's like, you know, I think some streamers would look really great in here. And then he walks away. Yeah, like that's go away. Yep. Yeah. So she can focus on what's happening. Um, Rory runs in. She says, I can have a quick, a quick sip of coffee. And then I have to get back because we're really busy. 
and Lorelai tries to hint at talking about the kiss. And she's like, we haven't really talked in a few days. Like, what's going on? And What do you want to talk about? Yeah, and Rory's like... She does another really funny thing. Mm-hmm. Says a really funny thing. She's like, you want to talk about how the polar ice caps are melting? And then she, like, shifts her eyebrows up and down. Yeah, like, <laughs> so what nerdy. are you trying to get at, Mom? She's yeah. so nerdy. And instead, Lorelai goes into this monologue about Liz and Lucky on General Hospital. And Rory's like, when do you have time to watch General Hospital? Yeah, which is a valid question. <laughs> like, they're always together. Mm-hmm. But so they get into that whole conversation. And it's like a daytime show. Right. She's at work. Yeah. And Rory's like, all right, well, I have to go. She leaves. Luke comes back and he's like, I'm not going to say that you looked cons- that you look concerned. Lays down her tab and she goes, well, I'm not going to say that you look like that guy from the Crucible. And that's where it ends. We are now at Taylor Dozie's market. And Lorelai is going in to spy on Dean. Mm-hmm. And as she is in the aisle spying, Luke is like, what are you doing here? And she's like, what are you doing here? It's like, I ran out of cream. And then she like grabs him by the vest mm-hmm. and like pulls him with her. And she's like, Rory got chest kissed. Chest to chest. Mm-hmm. Rory got kissed. What? And he's like immediately like as intense as she is. Mm-hmm. And... She goes into this whole monologue about she got kissed by that Lothario and look at how he handles the lemons. And he's like, what about the lemons? And she's like, it's symbolic. And she's like going into this like manic moment. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Calm down. I'm surprised actually he's not upset. I know. And he's like, you can't kill the bag boy. And she's like, why not? And he's like, it's double coupon day and they'll bring the whole town down. (laughs) So it's like... He knows how to de-escalate her already, mm-hmm. and they're not even together. But I love them together. I know, and I love this scene too of going in the the, mar- the market because, like you said, it's like she's being a detective, mm-hmm. and I love the music playing. It's like do 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 do. It sounds yeah. like detective, like yes, music, completely, but more Stars Hollow mm-hmm. take on detective music. Mm-hmm. And, and you get to see, like, Luke and Lorelai's friendship mm-hmm. and how it, they really, he really does care for her. He left the grocery store without his cream because he was like, this feels more important. I need to handle this situation. Yeah, I need to get this woman out of this market. Yeah, because <laughs> who knows what she's capable of doing. <laughs> and so he gets her out of the market and they're walking down the street and he says she's growing up. And there's this really great directing moment where we see Lorelai's face and we see like Luke's profile. And then as Lore, as Luke is talking her down, the camera shifts, like does this great turn and mm-hmm. shifts so that we see Luke's face and this the profile of Lorelai. Yeah. And it's like he's talking her down and she's coming back to be on the same level as him. And when she's calm, then they start walking. And he gets her to admit that she's not fully on board for all of this guy stuff. And she says, he looks like Christopher. And I think that scares her because mm-hmm. she knows how smitten she was. And she doesn't want Rory to fall into that same pattern. Yes, that same pattern. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm. I love the what you said, too, um, just to bring that back 
quick about the direction. Oh, yeah. Uh, this whole Rodman Flinder, he did so good. Because this whole episode is, like, very movement. There's a lot of movement in it. Movement with the camera. Yeah. yeah. And I don't feel like we always get that. And I think that's been like one of my favorite things about us looking at the writer and the director is we get to notice these subtle changes from episode to episode that I wouldn't normally like even pay attention to. But it's so fun to think about how all of these different people bring their own, bring their own spin to stars hollow Mm -hmm. and like create their own like little vignette of like the entire series Mm -hmm. and we get to see like all the different styles that people have and not to the point that it's distracting but to the point that now we are noticing these like little choices that directors are making that really make or break an episode yeah because I feel like a lot of the episodes that we've discussed with um either the writer the writer or the director we've been focusing a little bit more on the writing right and um that's just because it's Sometimes more apparent than directing. I think can be so too. Subtle. So in this episode, we had already mentioned the long shot of following Rory after the kiss, another great directing moment. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's like I've said, it's fun to look at it through that lens because I've only ever watched it for enjoyment. I've never dissected it this way before. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm glad that you haven't watched it as much as I have because I just get nostalgia and just ignore everything if I get too sucked into it. Where like you can look at it with a more watchful eye because you are not as emotionally invested in it's it. It's different. Yeah. yeah, it's different. And so I like that we have that contrast with each other and that we're calling each other on like these different things that we see. And mm-hmm. I think that's really great. It's so much fun. But yeah, also not to ignore what you said about the relationship between um, Christopher and Dean and that mm-hmm. being concerned to her. I 100% agree with that. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's scary because now Rory is the age that Lorelai was when she had Rory. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that is very scary. And it's like, he looks just like Christopher. I fell for that. I was very smart, very bright. My parents had a big future for me, just like how I have for Rory. And now here we are. Yeah. That's and gotta she's be hiding the, stuff. That's got to be the stem of it all. With, mm-hmm. I mean, I think, yes, she really wants Rory to be able to tell her. That's a huge part of it. But this is like probably really the deluxe, deep, deeper meaning of all of that. I think so too. Back at the Gilmore residence with Lorelai watching for Rory to come through the door. She looks out the window, sees Rory coming and like runs back to the sofa to make it look like she wasn't waiting for her. Rory comes in. Sorry, I'm late. She says there's Chinese in the fridge. We get a scene where she opens the fridge and we see her face, which is something we haven't seen before either. And over the Chinese food, we see Lorelai come up behind her and say, so have you kissed any good boys lately? And that's it. Like she can't wait for Rory to bring it up. She just has to lay it out on the table. 
And I don't know if that's, is that a parenting choice or is that Lorelai just being like, well, she's not going to tell me, so I might as well corner her about it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't what either. What do you think? I don't know. And I think they could both be a parenting choice, honestly. Because she was ignoring acting casual. Like, she didn't want to act like like she's been waiting for her to come in. So she's just like, okay, well, I'm just going to be pretending that I'm reading this book. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden just bombards her. Yeah. It's weird that it happened within seconds where she changed tactics. She must have just couldn't wait anymore. She's like, just screw it. Yeah, and I think, too, it reminded me of Kill Me Now when she confronts Rory about the phone call from Richard because she, like, leaves to go into the house, Rory does, to get something, and Lorelai yells through the door, so your grandpa called because it's easier to just confront her about it than, like, she already tried the getting Rory to, like, catch on, and it didn't work, so it's like, I guess I just have to be blunt with her. To get yeah. the answers that I want. And I think it's so offsetting, too, for Rory that she does it that way. Yeah. Because she's like, how long have you known? Yeah, and then she realizes that she knew all day. So it's like you were like, why didn't you just say say something to me mm-hmm. when you found out? Mm-hmm. Instead of, like, having weird interactions at, at lunch with me. <laughs> right, right. It's there's a disconnect there. And I think that goes along with the maturity. Yeah. Cause we've talked about like when you're a kid, when you're a teenager and something happens, like you want to tell your friends. And so I think Lorelai is coming from that perspective where it's like, you're my friend. You tell, we tell each other everything, but Rory's kind of at that age where it's like, no, you're my mom. Yeah. And, like, the first person she told was Lane, not Lorelai. She told an actual peer, her friend that's her age, about the kiss before she told Lorelai. And I think that says a lot about the boundaries that Rory's trying to set. Mm-hmm. So. And Lorelai's acting more like a, a an old best friend. Mm-hmm. Worried about Rory getting a new best friend and telling. Not that she's jealous. Not that Lorelai's jealous of lane at all no but it is it's a good comparison yeah but there's something similar to her acting upset that she didn't tell her (laughs) it's weird like a best friend kind of thing Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so i see that how that that is a problem you can't be best always be best friends with your child no there has to be boundaries somewhere in that situation mm -hmm. and if there's not that's when this stuff happens the Gilmore girls are now talking about renting uh, Willy Wonka and having a pizza and candy movie night. So they are outside of Dozie's Market and they are about to go in when Rory realizes we can't go in there because you are going to embarrass me and I don't need you to do that. And she makes Lorelai make these promises. I won't embarrass you, blah, blah, blah. They go into the market, buy a bunch of junk food. They go up to the register and Lorelai is introduced to Dean. And I think it goes fine. Yeah. She makes a weird remark where she says, nice apron. Yeah. And even the actor or Dean kind of like furrows his brows like what is that supposed to mean is this a comment on my status of like that i'm working here yeah yeah i don't know it's weird 
It was a weird comment. Yeah. And they end up leaving. It's fine. But I have to say, one of my favorite things that Lorelai says in this episode is she calls Rory a supermarket slut. And I just think that's (laughs) probably not the greatest thing to call your daughter, but it was enjoyable nonetheless. Um, as they leave, Rory is going to run and rent the movie before the movie store closes. And after she runs off, Dean says, oh, you forgot your red vines. And Lorelai's like, you saved the night. Thank you. And there's like this awkward moment where they're both standing there. And she says, hey, what are you doing tonight? Do you want to come watch Willy Wonka? And the minute she said, what are you doing tonight? Elise goes, don't do it. Don't do it. It's just no. So Lorelai essentially invites Dean over to watch a movie with them and have pizza and candy. And he says, that sounds great. We know as the viewer, this was not a good idea. Like let this goes back to all of the discussion that we've had about boundaries between Lorelai and Rory. This is breaking a huge boundary for me. And Rory actually calls her out on it, too. Mm-hmm. She's like, why would you do that? I, I don't need my mother making dates for me. I don't need my mother to be there on our first date. I don't need my mother to be there for a hangout session. And she's like, now if we cancel, it's going to look like I went crazy on you. And it'll make me look bad. So I guess he's just going to have to come over. Mm-hmm. And like Lorelai is like... Oh, what does she compare? Does Rory compare her to her mom? Yeah, because uh, Rory says, are you trying to humiliate me? And she goes, no, if I was Emily Gilmore, I'd be trying to humiliate you. Because she says, this is just like your mom setting you up on a date. How would you feel? And she's like, oh. And then Lorelai goes on this huge rampage. Like, oh, I'm my mother now. And like completely flips the fight to be about... Rory making it out to be that Lorelai is her mother. And Rory's like, no, 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 that's not what I meant. But it's like, okay, Lorelai, do you really think that Emily ever tried to humiliate you? Do you think she was actually actively sitting there trying to humiliate you? Right. No, she's, she made mistakes just like you just made your own mistake. Right. Exactly. And and, uh, you better be careful. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She's, I don't know. Yeah, and part of me is, like, at what point is Lorelai going to realize, like, if you keep overstepping these boundaries, you are going to push Rory away. Mm -hmm. Because at some point, I, if I were Rory, would be like, this is enough. Yeah. Like, I can't do this anymore. Like, I need to have my first date not be with you, Mom. Right, yeah. We don't need to do everything together. Mm -hmm. But they settle on this pizza candy movie night and... It'll just be the three of them. It's so sad because she told her before they went into that market, she goes, you will not humiliate. You will not say anything embarrassing. Mm -hmm. You will not do anything like that. And they almost get away. And then what does she do? She does like the thing that I feel like is the worst thing you probably The worst possible thing. So Rory was like right for not wanting to go into that supermarket. Yep. We are now with Rory and she's getting ready for the date. She's standing in her robe trying to figure out what to wear. And I think we talked about this moment in one of the earlier episodes where Rory has like such an innocence to her that it's hard for her to conceptualize 
like a date and getting ready for a date and how to talk to boys and and she's aware that her mother is so good at it mm-hmm. and she's like trigonometry I can do but talking to boys and that kind of thing I am not good at and we get this moment where Lorelai's you know being supportive and she picks up a sweater and she's like this says I'm hip and cool and I just threw this on and I'm so cute or whatever and it's a very motherly thing to do but at the same time I don't think my mom helped me pick out an outfit for my first date Mm -hmm. so we still have this like best friend dynamic well I feel like feel for Rory too in this moment because a this is technically kind of her first date but a mad and I hate being thrown into something and not like okay if it was a date and you have like 20 maybe an hour 20 to 20 minutes somewhere in that range Mm -hmm. to pick out an outfit Mm -hmm. that does suck yeah it's a fluster yeah and coming to your house yeah like there's a lot of different things that could happen in this scenario and Mm -hmm. it's like I need to clean my room I need to make sure things are put away put away the baby pictures Mm mm-hmm Put away the baby pictures. Make sure that everything is fine. Do you think they normally would put all of their food in, like, these different bowls? Probably not. I don't think so I think either. they would just be eating out of basket. I do, too. Or yeah. the bag. The bag. I got it. The, ba- the basket. I was thinking of the shopping market basket. Yeah. Yeah. So they're doing all of this prep, and, and Lorelai's really hyping Rory up, which I think is great. Because this is not her specialty. This yeah. is something new for her. So it's nice that Lorelai is playing that part of like supportive mother She's here. She's like, hey, I'm not, I haven't always been good at this. This is just, you don't have to feel bad. Like you're going to never be good at this. I wasn't, you know, you learn it mm-hmm. and I'll teach you mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff too. So yeah, yeah. don't, don't fret because that's going to make the date bad. So let's get your attitude up and high and let's go. Put some peanut butter out on a table with marshmallows, chocolate chips, tortilla chips, and what looks like caramel popcorn, M and M Skittles, jelly beans, puffy uh, Cheetos. A plate with cookie dough with a spoon in it. I mean, yeah, quite the smorgasbord <laughs> of dessert foods. So yeah, we zoom out from the amazing selection of snacks. To Rory and Lorelai sitting on the couch wondering where he is. Because where is Dean? He's like 30 minutes late. And she's like, maybe he's not coming. I don't know. And then Rory, or excuse me, then Lorelai looks out the window and sees that he's stuck talking to Babette and Maury. They stopped him in his tracks and he looks like a lost puppy. Like, oh no, like, how do I get out of this? And I'm sure part of it is, like, probably pressure for him, too, for this to go well. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I don't want to be late, but I also don't want to, like, hurt these people's feelings. (laughs) And so Lorelai goes out there, and when she goes out there, you just, like, Babette's got Dean by the arm. And she's like, so, Dean, you like jazz? (laughs) (laughs) It's like this poor kid is just stuck. And Murray's, like, looking out the window, listening to everything. Yeah, sitting on his piano bench. And Lorelai's like, uh, you need to go help Rory. She's 
Losing a fight with the pickle jar. Yeah, so he runs inside, and Babette's like, oh, making out at the market brings a new a new meaning to tasting day or whatever. <laughs> and as Dean's walking away, um, Maury says, stay cool, kid. <laughs> and I just, I'll say it again. I love Babette and Maury. Mm. They are so fun. But Lorelai goes back inside and Dean's apologizing for being late. But I mean, what do you do when Babette and Maury stop you in your tracks? You stop to talk to Babette and Maury. Yep, they got to get all the, the juicy details. Exactly. Now Dean begins apologizing, saying he's been here for 30 minutes. And Lorelai says, we would have believed you if you said you had been here for three hours. Like, that's just Babette and Maury. They love to pull people aside and chat them up. And after that little conversation, it goes silent. And they're, like, looking all over the room. And I can tell Lorelai is, like, panicking inside. Like, what do we do? What do we do? So she's like, how do you like it in Stars Hollow? Then they transition to this weird conversation about the trees. And Lorelai goes, oh, when Rory was a little girl... She found out that there was a tree called a weeping willow, so she used to go up to it and tell it jokes. To try to cheer it up. And Rory gets this look on her face like, please stop telling this story. And Lorelai picks up on the face and she goes, no, sorry, that was me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so good. Like, they just have, you can tell that Lauren Graham and Alexis Bledel do have, like, this amazing chemistry with one another. Mm. It's so fun to watch. It's so fun. I totally buy this whole, her trying to like read her daughter without her Mm -hmm. daughter saying anything. Mm -hmm. And then she did get it, but that just (laughs) says that. No, she's like (laughs) going on this tour. Let's give them a tour of the house. And as they're walking by the piano, Rory notices there's baby pictures. And she looks at Lorelai and she's like, the pictures. Yeah. And then Lorelai like flips them down really fast and continues with the tour. And she says, oh, the pizza's here. The doorbell rings. So she goes. And then there's this moment with the two of them in the kitchen. And he goes, well, what's behind that door? She goes, oh, that's my bedroom. He goes, well, can I go inside? Ew. I am now of the age where I'm like, if a teenage boy wants to go into a girl's bedroom, it gives me the creeps because I'm like, why do you need this image of what this room looks like? Mm -hmm. And I, it grosses (laughs) me out. Like, I don't trust him at all. It is. Yeah. I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt if he's just wanting to see things about her like not sure. like not intimate like private things but just because I feel like that's really your space especially when you live with your parents right that's how you express your personality it's usually your bedroom yeah and I mean I will say the first thing he does is like look at her cd collection mm-hmm. or whatever and I think that that's you know how you can really get to know somebody um but then he like gives her grief for not coming into the room yeah and it's like, like aren't of her- you going to come in? Yeah, that's... No, I'm not, actually, because you're giving me the creeps. Well, A, you invited yourself in here, mm-hmm. and you just got in here. 
Yeah. It's a little weird. And then he makes fun of her stuffed animal chicken. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. But it's like, what are you going to do? Are you going to make a move on me when my mom is like right in the next room? I feel like you're right. I feel like it's gross. He wants to kiss her, doesn't he? Yeah, I think so. But like I said, I am not a fan of Dean, so (laughs) whatever. But yeah, so then we cut to Lorelai, and it's not the pizza, it's Suki. And she brought dessert, and she wants to see Rory and Dean, because everybody now in the town knows. I'm sure the minute Babette left that conversation, she called Patty, and now everyone knows that Dean is over at Mm -hmm. their house. I need a look. I need to take a look. Yeah. So she brings dessert over because everyone needs dessert. Then the pizza shows up. She pays for the pizza. He leaves. And Suki gets the pizza box. Lorelai shoves her out the door with the pizza box. So then Rory's like, where's the pizza? And Suki's like, oh, pizza's here. I have the pizza. (laughs) And does this weird thing about, doesn't he look like a Dean? And Lorelai's like, he's the only person here that would be Dean. It's like she knows Dean's name before even meeting Dean. Right, yeah. She's like, hi, Dean. (laughs) Hasn't even been introduced to him. But Suki, like, (laughs) is so oblivious to that stuff. That's why she's, like, a comedic genius in this show. The writing and the directing of this episode is just... Stellar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we get this like funny back and forth, and then she basically shoves Suki out the door, and Dean takes the pizza into the room, and Rory's like, Why don't you broadcast it over the entire internet? And Lorelai's like, Because I didn't think that big. <laughs> and they just have this, you know, back and forth, like hushed fight. And now we are brought to the movie starting. The living room. And they're sitting on the floor. Right. Well, they start in the couch eating the pizza. That's true. And that pizza looks amazing. Yeah. Like almost like a New York style pizza. Mm -hmm. And then we like fade to black and we come back up and the three of them are sitting on the floor. As they are sitting there on the floor, Lorelai asks if anybody wants more pizza and Rory says, I do. And Dean makes this comment like, oh, you can eat. And she's like, oh, that's a bad thing? And I'm like, bro, why are you... He's like, I'm just used to girls not eating. It's cool. No, it's cool. I'm just used to... Okay. Yeah, okay. Great. Thank you. But that was a very... that Of that time. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. So they're watching the movie. They're, you know, enjoying it. And Rory makes fun of Lorelai because she loves the Oompa Loompas. And Lorelai makes this joke back saying, don't get me started on your Prince Charming crush. And Rory says, well, it's not the Cinderella Prince Charming. It's the Sleeping Beauty one. And Dean, without hesitation, goes, it's because he can dance. And they both like look over at him with this face of like, how did you know that that was the reason? And he says, well, I have sisters. But Lorelai really, like, furrows her brow at that. Why do you think? I don't know. Is it like, oh, crap, this guy knows her? Yeah. And it scares her? Yeah. Because now there is potentially someone who could know Rory better than her? That, mm-hmm. that he's a threat. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I don't know. What do you think? I, that's the closest thing. Yeah. I think she was surprised that he got that on that level. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'm sure to Lorelai, she's like, oh, he's a teenage boy. Yeah. Like, I remember being a teenager. I remember teenage boys. But this is not Tristan. This is Dean. Mm -hmm. And he has to be different because it's Rory. Yeah. You know? And I feel like she's kind of doing a disservice to Rory by thinking she would not be with someone who would understand her, too. Right. I don't know, but... Yeah, I mean... I don't want to say too much because they'll go into the next scene. Right, right. Yeah. So they decide they want to figure out what Dean's most embarrassing moments are because they're like, well, we've shared enough about ourselves. What are some of yours? And he's like, I don't think I have any embarrassing moments. So they just start speculating and making things up. And at that point, then Lorelai says, I'm going to go pop some popcorn. And she leaves the two of them in there and they're talking and it's fine. Lorelai like creeps back in, but realizes like things are going well with her out of the room. So she like rewinds herself back into the kitchen. Like, all right, this is my cue to exit and like let them enjoy their evening, which I think is respectable because Lorelai is not great at boundaries. Uh-huh. Then we cut to the two of them sitting there. And Dean says, well, what is it going to take to get an outsider to choose the movie on movie night? And they have a discussion about how he wants boogie nights, but Lorelai doesn't like Marky Mark. They talk about Magnolia. I think it's funny because... He want, she's like, you're not going to get booking nights past Lorelai. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> she's like, you should have seen her when she saw Magnolia because she just like sat there rocking back and forth saying, I want my life back for like two hours after the movie. Yeah. Um, but I think this is a cool reference because you know the director of Magnolia is, is Paul Thomas Anderson. And in A Year in the Life, the when Rory comes back to Stars Hollow, there's that whole group of 30-somethings. Mm-hmm. And they reference them as, like, um, liking Paul Thomas Anderson movies. Really? Yeah. So I wonder oh, if that's like, funny. I wonder if that's something with Amy Sherman-Palladino, if she's not... Because, like, Paul Thomas Anderson movies is very artsy, hipster kind of people sure movies sure but and like do you believe no it is very weird do you think that's something that dean would watch yeah uh no (laughs) how they wrote him originally with this uh supposed taste in good um well what, what you depends on what you call good movies but generally magnolia would be considered a good very good movie but yeah, in Boogie Nights, um, if he's how they decided to write him in the beginning, I guess yes. But season two, no, that's Ugh. more that's more Jess territory. Season two, Dean sucks. Anyway, yeah, let's not get that's a very complicated answer. Yeah, <laughs> no, I think that's great because I don't have that perspective to offer. 
Yeah, I just thought that was funny. The Mm -hmm. 30-somethings group. (laughs) That is a good connection. I have not watched a year in the life in, well, a year, I guess. Yeah. But, I mean, I haven't watched that nearly as many times as I've watched the rest of this. Mm -hmm. So, Um, So we're back with Dean and Rory having this conversation, and then it goes quiet, and he looks... She looks at him, he looks at her, she looks away, and then he looks at her and he goes, hey, and he does like this eyebrow up and down thing. And Elise didn't catch it the first time. And I was like, did you see his eyebrows? And she was like, no. And I rewound it and showed her and we were both like, yuck. I think because I'm not a big fan of Dean, I find myself looking more at Rory. Sure. But I'm glad that you showed me that because it was like, oh, like, what are you trying to do? Make out with her while her mom's in the kitchen? Like, come on, at least wait until Lorelai's like out of the vicinity of hearing you guys. Like, (laughs) what in the world? It's just weird. It's awkward. I don't know. And maybe because I already don't like Dean, I'm like even harder on him. But it's easy when you don't like him. Yeah, exactly. Clearly the eyebrows scared Rory because she ends up running into the kitchen. She bolts. Like panicking. You can see like Dean too in the background and he's like leaning Like back what and is walk, going on? Watching her. Like what the hell? And she runs into the kitchen and she's like, where are you? You're supposed to be here. And she's like, I'm trying to be a girlfriend, not a mother or a chaperone. And she's... Like, I don't know what I'm doing. This is so stupid. He's in there and he looks good and he smells good. And I don't know what's going on. And I said, thank you. And she's like, you said, thank you. She's like, yeah, I kissed me. And then I said, thank you. She's like, well, that's very polite. Well, she's like, he kissed you again. Oh yeah. (laughs) She goes, she's like, what did he just get out of prison or something? And it's like, he has tried now Twice, I think, in my opinion, he has tried twice now to make yeah. a move on her yeah. since being here. And Rory's like, no, I'm saying, I'm talking about yesterday when he kissed me the first time. Right. Uh, all I said was, thank you. Mm-hmm. Please, you got to come back in here and save me. Yeah. So she's freaking out. They come up with a plan that Rory's going to go wash her face and Lorelai will go back into the living room. And her and Dean sit there quietly for a second. And then Lorelai shuts the TV off. And she sets up the conversation. And Dean goes, oh, we're going to have the talk. And she goes, no, I'm going to talk and you're going to listen. And at that moment, when I was watching this earlier with my husband, he did like that, like snap thing, like Lorelai's laying down the law. Uh Uh-huh. And she does. And he says, I know you're watching me. And she goes, sweetheart, the whole town is watching you. Mm-hmm. And she lays down the law. You will not get it. Come between her studies. There will be curfew, blah, blah, blah. And she goes, and you will not, she will not ride your motorcycle. And he goes, I don't own a motorcycle. She goes, she will not go on your motorcycle. Is that like... A reference to sex? I don't know. I was kind of wondering that myself. Because the way she says it the second time, it sounds like an innuendo. Yeah. So I think so. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 
They have that conversation. She lays down the law. And then he says, is it my turn to speak? And she's like, fine. He goes, you can make all the rules you want, all the guidelines you want, but I need you to like me. Because if you don't like me, I don't stand a chance in hell with Rory. So he's aware of the dynamic. Mm -hmm. He knows that if Lorelai does not like Dean, it's not going to go anywhere. Because Rory still is at that age where she is impressionable from her mother's opinion. Mm -hmm. She cares about Lorelai's opinion where Lorelai did not care about Emily's opinion. Mm -hmm. So there's going to be this dynamic between Dean and Rory now where Lorelai is going to be involved in some capacity because Dean knows that that's the situation. I just can't get over it though. Do you know what I'm talking about? Can you project yes. what I'm okay. saying? Yes. Say? say it because I think it does need to be discussed. It's a little weird. It's it was very good acting. I just don't know if it, they should have retook this directing wise because it came off this discussion between Dean and Lorelai seemed very flirtatious. A lot of sexual attention. And do you think that that's intentional? No, I don't think that's intentional. But I do think it's the way that it was filmed. It because very... it does like this back and forth and it makes their eye contact seem more intense mm-hmm. when each time they speak and you see lower their... tone because they're whisper not whispering but... right but they're trying to keep a lower profile so Rory doesn't hear in the bathroom and it's him kind of leaning into it because finally when he like says okay I got it lady he leans back and like leans against the couch mm-hmm. which lessens this whatever was going on there. Yeah. That might've just been an actor thing. That might've just been Lauren Graham and Jared Padalecki. Yes. Jared Padalecki. But I, yeah, it is weird. There's weird tension there. And I think part of it is because Lorelai does have such fierce eye contact that it, the intention of the conversation gets lost. Yeah. And she is a flirtatious. How she delivers things come, to guys mm-hmm. always sounds flirtatious to Well, me. and he even says, like, you can send the town after me with pitchforks. And she's like, oh, I like the sound of that. She's like, ooh, I like, yeah. Oh. And I'm like, mm, maybe not the right. Maybe Phrasing? this is, yeah, not going well. Because it brings me back to the first episode When the guy says to her, she's a mystery woman. And she's like, mystery woman, I like the sound of that. Uh And it just like immediately brought me back to that. And I was like, well, that's how she flirted with that guy. And now here we are. She's saying it again. In the same tone. In the same tone, but to her daughter's boyfriend. Potential boyfriend. And I do not, I want to reiterate... I do not think this is an intentional choice. Yeah. It just comes off that way. Yeah, I don't think so either. But yeah, sorry, when you were talking before, I'm like, I I get what all that what you're saying, but that really <laughs> threw me off. I, I can stop thinking about it. I know. Yeah, no, I agree completely. But that whole scene was weird. We'll have to keep an eye out eye out for it. 
in mm-hmm. later episodes. Yeah, because now I'm curious if we'll notice that more it in seemed, future episodes. I know, like, going forward, way in the future, Dean becomes Lorelai's favorite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and then suddenly, he isn't. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll get into that. Outside with Rory and Dean at the end of their movie night, Rory says, I hope things weren't weird. I think it was okay. He said it was great. And they share a kiss. And it's a very innocent kiss. But I think we're so over Dean at this point that Elise was like, stop shoving your tongue down her throat. And I was like, there was no tongue. There was no tongue. Like that was a very like our mouths are closed kind of kiss. (laughs) But at the end of the kiss, he says, thank you. And he leaves. Kind of cute. Yeah. Uh, Then Rory goes inside and Lorelai is laying on her bed and she says, I didn't humiliate you. She goes, no, you didn't humiliate me. And Rory picks up that Lorelai seems a little off and she's like, well, what's wrong? She goes, I really just, I wanted to know about the kiss. I wanted that story. I wanted that moment with you. And Lorelai or Rory says, she's sorry and is about to go out the door. And then she says, I know it's kind of after the fact, but, and then Lorelai says, Start at the beginning and don't leave anything out or you'll die. Yeah, very happy. Mm-hmm. They bounce on the bed. And... Yep. And Rory says, it happened in the ant spray aisle. And it ends with Lorelai saying, that's a good aisle. And Rory goes, that's what Lane said. Mm-hmm. So yeah. a cute like callback to the beginning of the episode. I loved this episode. Me too. I love it so much. I the directing was phenomenal uh-huh. in this episode. I think it was really fun. It yes. was just a good duo. And I think Genji Cohen, too, is a, an excellent storyteller. And honestly, you could have told me this was an Amy episode yeah. and I would have bought it. Because guess how many references we have? A million? 19. Okay, 19 references. That... Is like the last episode. There were like twenty something 21? references. 21, yeah, maybe? that's pretty comparative to an Amy episode, uh-huh. and I love that. And I think maybe we're getting to the point now where they're being a bit more selective about who writes the episodes, mm-hmm. because we had Amy wrote the first two, and then we had Kill Me Now, and that episode yep. was. Because garbage. I remember saying, this is the first time we have a new writer. Yes. Okay. That episode was total trash. Like, writing-wise, not good. It just did not ebb and flow with the first two episodes. It felt very chaotic. And then we have The Deer Hunter. That was not written by Joan Waters, Walters. She wrote Kill Me Now. Episode four felt like it was more on par Mm -hmm. with what was happening and then that was yeah that was dan palladino that wrote the deer hunters right no (laughs) no that one was nimoy yeah that was nimoy yeah i was gonna say i don't feel like episode five was dan palladino so we're getting like this nice connection between all of them also can i just say very impressed that I remembered all of those names. I, I am know. not good with names. And I'm the one, I'm like embarrassed because I'm like, I want to talk about the writers and directors 
two minutes later, if we get up. It's okay. It's okay. It's our <laughs> podcast. We can do it however we want. This was such a great episode. I feel like totally refreshed on what's happening. And the very mm-hmm. next episode is a director we've already had. Uh, because yes. it's Love, War, it, and Snow. Yep. And it's... Um, oh, no, I didn't have to take notes because the director is the same director. It's um, Link Gladder, the, oh, the yeah. pilot. Okay. The pilot director. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Leslie yeah. Leslie Link Gladder. And I just want to say that I don't have that in my notes, and I just remembered it out of my memory. <laughs> I just remembered it out of my memory is a quote you can quote me by for the rest of my life. Yeah. No, I think that's, that's Yeah, great. I think she directs, like, from my memory, I think it said, I think she directs, like, five episodes total. And I think... And somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty certain that Love, War, and Snow was like the mid-season break episode. Oh, So they did Love, War, and Snow and then took a break. Mm Because we are almost at the halfway point. Yep. And I remember the CW taking like a few weeks off for the holidays kind of thing. Um, But yeah, the next episode is Love, War, and Snow. We get Max Medina again. And we get... Lorelai's love relationship with Snow. Yes. It's I, so great. I really like that Warren Snow. And we have had like a... Max, but I love Warren Yeah. And we are in Minnesota, so lately we have had a lot of snow. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping when we record this episode, it is snowing, so we can have that nice ambiance of snow and channel Lorelai with our coffee and all of that but um yeah I think yeah. I took three snow walks last week yeah in the snow good for you yeah. I'm too afraid that I'll fall <laughs> so I just chase toddlers during the day instead <laughs> but I think it'll be great I, it's such a good episode I know a lot of people do not care for that episode but I enjoy it yeah, for what it is I, I like that one but yeah so next week love war and snow This week we had 21 references, right? No, 19. 19, excuse me. 19 references. We didn't see Kirk in this episode again. So no other jobs to add for Kirk. Um, A lot of Dean and Rory, so we'll kind of see where that goes from here. We did get Dosey, though. We did get to see Taylor Dosey. So that was a nice change of pace. Um, But yeah, so thank you so much for listening. Please make sure to check out the pop culture videos on TikTok. Those are with underscore growing up Gilmore underscore same name on Instagram where we post our recipes. And I just want to say too, we forgot to mention this, but a few weeks ago when we did the blueberry shortcake recipe, I shared our picture from it. And Christy Carlson commented on it, and yeah. so they looked great. The author. Yeah, and I was like... The recipe maker. Starstruck, even though I'm sure she's like, okay, another person making this recipe. But <laughs> I was, was like, really it was cool. so good, and like, what a cool experience to what have that. What a nice that. lady, too, to be like... Yeah, yeah, she didn't have to comment on that, mm-hmm. but it was fun. I was like, yeah, we're cooking our way through it, we love it, and she's like, I'm so glad you're enjoying it. Yeah. And I do know that she has a cookbook for a year in the life, too. So that'll be tricky because 
You have an entire cookbook for four episodes. Yeah. So we'll have to figure out how we're going to tackle that in the way off future. (laughs) But thank you so much for listening. Please leave us a review. Please subscribe. We'd love to hear from you. I know that um, Spotify offers um, polls that we can engage with our listeners. So that's something I would like to introduce as we get more comfortable here. But thank you again for listening and we will see you next week. Bye.